This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. of That's a Wrap podcast. This is part two of our weekly run of episodes. Uh, and earlier, we were speaking about the Raptors and Miami Heat, as well as the Houston Rockets. But now we're going to flip the page and talk a little bit about how the season has gone so far. As you all know, we've just passed the quarter mark of the season. So we thought it'd be a good time to hand out some awards. Before we do that, let's get some intros. Dre, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing really well. Doing really, really well. I'm excited. I love uh, our meat and potatoes discussions where we go into the nitty gritty of the Raptors in their week. But I also love these more casual conversations because I feel like it really brings out the best and the worst out of all of us and uh, <laughs> and, and our hot takes. So I'm excited. <laughs> that's true, man. I love it too, man. I, I love the fact that we get to talk Raptors for sure because that's our team. That's our home base. But you know, it's, it's always fun to talk basketball. And you know what? Sometimes not basketball related. Like, like for, I guess... I was going to say, for example, Jay-Z, but I already talked about that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> we could talk more about Jay-Z we, and Captain we, Beefheart and just No complaints here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. But yeah, let's... Oh, that's what I wanted to ask you guys. Okay. So you know how we're doing uh, mid-season awards. I was thinking, and I'm, I'm assuming, Dre, you're a movie buff. I know you know these. You know what the Razzies are, right? Absolutely. Can yes, we, I do. Can we do like a Bazzies? or something yes we can do like the worst uh, player of the year the worst coach of the year or some of the worst team of the year we have to do that. oh now you're talking my language i I live for that kind of stuff yes all right soon to be bazzies the bazzies awards coming to you live that's a which like the razzies none of these players need to show up to receive it yes well (laughs) then they never will yeah exactly (laughs) unless you're sandra bullock or halle berry which received theirs so (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but those are good sports, though. Yeah, they are. So, uh, unlike these players who play a bad sport, oh, that's fired. <laughs> oh, all right, but yeah, let's like Jay said, let's. It's a quarter way through. It is way too early to actually hand out these awards, but it's always fun to debate what uh, the awards should go to. So let's go on to obviously the most notable one. I think that would be nice, and I feel like I, I would say that we, if we don't have all three of them, because um, we again, I guess when we talked about this uh, award edition of part two, we thought about you know what, let's let's pick at least three pe- people in these categories, and we have chosen four categories: MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and MIP. So without further ado, can I start? I guess I'll, I'll just start with my first three, for yeah. for. Yeah. Do you want to go MIP or do you want to go top bottom? MIP sounds like a good one to start. MIP? Off with. Okay, okay. We'll start with MIP first. Okay. 
So if I'm going to choose my most improved players, and I feel like there's a lot of players that have come up, especially from the G League. You've seen it already with the Raptors. You've seen it with the Miami Heat. But I want to say that one of the most improved players is that we've already saw him last week is Bam Adebayo. Um, he's been playing fantastic. He's one of their go-to uh, uh, presence in the paint, uh, and he's a great defender. So I want to say Bam in a battle is going gonna, is gonna to be up there. Another one is uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I know that you guys have talked. We, we've kind of gushed about him uh, being the second best player in uh, for Milwaukee, when especially during the playoffs. So when they gave they, the, the contract to... What's the other guy's name, the other point guard? I can't even remember his name at this point. Oh, Eric Bledsoe. Thank you, Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe, right? Yeah, see, that's yeah. that's how bad it is. The fact that they gave Eric Bledsoe um, <laughs> the, the, the contract deal and they kind of left Brogdon to dry, uh, I thought that was a huge mistake. So now that he's on a, be- a, a good team, not a better team than Milwaukee, but he's flourishing as a top point guard uh, with Indiana, and I feel like he's been showing why he should have stayed at least i i brockton is such a good player and finally i want to i this might be the most controversial one i don't think he's uh up there with the mvps but i do think he's greatly improved and i'm going to go with luka Doncic for my third mm, mvp vote that's a good one yeah yeah thank you what about you guys yeah no problem uh, yeah uh okay so uh luka was actually going to be one of mine but also nice the, the third spot uh because i mean he's he was already fantastic, but like looking at him now, the guy's like pulling off triple double records behind Oscar Robertson and uh, and Russell Westbrook. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy averaged a triple double the entire season. And look at the Mavs. The Mavs are like what third in the West currently. Yeah, the Mavs are the Mavs are a huge surprise. And shout out to my guys at, at uh, Spread the Floor, uh, Tobin and, and Brian. Those those guys are are Dallas natives, and it's and I feel like it's kind of true. Like they the Dallas, the Mavs hasn't haven't really been in the spotlight. I think until like the later days when Dirk was there, and and they were talking about his like. Um, the, the the legendary status with Dirk and that's where yeah. people were talking about Dallas. But now it's like people are talking about LeBron, of course, but then they'll talk about what Doncic has done against LeBron. You know, like they're getting the spotlight yeah. because of Doncic, and I feel like that's a really good thing for Dallas because I like I like Dallas a lot, and Doncic is is a heck of a player, man. Yeah, Doncic is is fantastic. But I've got two other players that I want to select first. First is a a bit of a homerism, as you say, Jason, because I like the Timberwolves. I'm going to go with Andrew Wiggins, who uh, I was crapping on last season, the start of this season. I like the kid, but I didn't have any faith in him now. I mean, the Wolves are currently in playoff contention, and they have some, some things to fix. But the guy finally seems like he's co-leading the team with with cat with carl anthony towns the guy finally is like putting up some crazy numbers and you know in terms of canadian players i don't know if you follow nba canada on facebook but the guy's like everywhere because he's just killing it on all ends of the floor especially in points averaging he's doing really well but the the the, the second slash last person i'm going to bring up because Doncic was my third Shea gilgus alexander look i we knew hmm, okc nice. wasn't going to be that great but they are doing better than I was expecting at this point. They're, you know, still not perfect. But considering what kind of position this guy's having to reach with a, a completely adjusted team, I think the guy has showed up immensely. 
I don't know if it's going to hold up for the rest of the year, but in terms of who's impressed me now, especially with what's been tossed his way, we weren't talking about this guy last year at all. Yeah, no, that's, I, I like all of your lists. And uh, one guy that, I think the only guy that that each of us will in, have, has agreed on is Luka Doncic. He's, uh, he's up there mm-hmm. for me. He's, yeah. he's cool. uh, my one, I have a one A and a one B and I don't actually have a third. For me, it's just between two guys right now. Um, so for my third spot, I'll give it to, I don't know. Both of you made very compelling points. One for Brogdon, one for Wiggins. Like I could see any of them in my third spot. For me, it's a one A and a one B between Luca and Pascal Siakam. Oh, nice. wow. This is going to sound like a bit of uh, you know homerism, of course, because this is a Raptors centric podcast. But you knew I was going to look into some of the numbers, and there are very, very similar. I mean, Luca's jumped up into points per game by nine points per game past jumped up almost not as well um their usage has both gone up their shooting percentages have shot up i mean nothing has changed for me at least in the outlook of luca when it comes to his role on the mavericks he's still the center of attention there whereas siakam's his role is also his role has actually changed. They're asking more of him. His usage has gone up, but True. somehow he's managed to increase his shooting, and not just in terms of volume, but his percentages are actually moving. So it was really hard for me to actually decipher between the two. You know, we lose a couple of votes because people are going to think, okay, well, he just won last year. You can't win again. No one can possibly be most improved two years in a row, let alone twice at all. Um, but if I look at, um, so 538.com does their, um, you know, they keep track of all their NBA predictions and preseason, they had the Raptors at 46 wins and the Mavericks at 45 wins. Um, both teams project to be, uh, to earn at least nine more wins. The Mavericks plus nine, the Raptors plus 10. So for me, what Siakam has done with that, it gives Makes me want to give it to him, but I think in the end of the day, it will end up being Luca. But for me, it's a one A and a one B. Nice, nice, very nice. All right, well, yeah. I, I, again, when it comes when it comes to Luca, I I feel like he's not there yet with the MVP people, but you can't you can't not the fact that he's one of the biggest ticket to watch uh, in this in this NBA, and it's and it's so fantastic to see because this guy's this guy's twenty years old, man. I mean, I'm I was. <laughs> Frig, I was like playing Crash Bandicoot when I was 20 years old. Like, holy crap. All right, let's go on Don't to the road crash. Don't hate I, on crash. I know. Crash, crash Bandicoot is so good. Um, let's let's talk <laughs> about Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year, guys. Um, this one is kind of interesting because I feel like in the beginning of the year, everyone was going to go with the uh, whole Zion Williamson. And to be honest, he still has a chance to. I know there is some uh, news that uh, the recovery is still a little bit longer than than expected. Uh, so you pro- we probably won't see him maybe until even next year. Um, so that kind of sucks, but he still has a chance to come out with uh, you know on fire like everyone is is expecting him to. But for now, in these quarter mark, if I could give my a top three choices, and I feel like we're pretty close, at least for the for the first two. I got John Morant. Um John Morant right now is the clear cut. Uh, his highlight reels, it looks like his college highlight reels. It's ridiculous. His handles are great. His his shooting can a little get a little bit better, but uh his passing ability is really great. And he's on a pretty not a very good 
Memphis team, but he is definitely the standout for sure. Talking about a a, a good player, a good rookie on a crap team. Uh, I'm I'm going to shout out our our Canadian boy RJ Barrett. Um, he's on a dumpster fire of a team. The Knicks are going nowhere, <laughs> absolutely good. nowhere. But at least someone on the on the Knicks is playing uh, with their heart on their sleeves, and that is RJ Barrett. And finally. With my third pick, um, we just saw him last week, and he has kind of blown up out of nowhere, at least for, for people who don't or follow the heat too much. But I would definitely say Kendrick Nunn. Uh, he, he's been, he came out of nowhere and, and I know that he played a little bit in the, in the G league, but I, I, what he's been doing in, in the league, he taking it by storm is pretty incredible to see. So I feel like, I hope that he can sustain this. So Jay, uh, John Moran, RJ Barrett and Kendrick Nunn for me. Yeah, uh, I was just chuckling because those are uh, not that we have many to pick from, but uh, literally my my picks as well, and uh, basically in that order. So first off is John Morant. Uh, both of you pers- uh, persuaded me last week when I was saying that it was R.J. Barrett. I, I really thought about it. You guys persuaded me, and it's not just because I actually do like the Grizzlies. Um, John Morant, you know, there's a difference between a dumpster fire of a team, as you put it, Jason, and a team that just looks like they're not having a good time. And John Morant's on a team that's the latter. They're just not having a good time. And I think that's because they have such a, a rising young star. And it's unfortunate that he's sustained an injury with, I think it was the Pacers game, where now it's like a week-to-week evaluation. Because obviously the Grizzlies are looking to rebuild and they're going to base it mostly around this guy. Mm-hmm. And then you have RJ Barrett, as you brought up. The Knicks are absolute crap, but at least they have some sort of a beacon of hope with this player who's um, leading the entire team because the, the team, the franchise, the organization, everything about the Knicks is just a complete and utter shit show right now. And at least there's this, you know, in the form of a young Canadian boy who's taking the league by storm, you know, just as much as he can. And then, of course, uh, Kendrick Nunn, as you brought up. And it wasn't just because of the last game. Like, uh, everybody expected the Heat to be quite good, but he's like... Okay, not as not, not like Siakam good, but like that piece where people were like, hey, you know, we wanted a, a good rookie, but we weren't expecting the guy to be like quite this good. And I think down the road, he could become way even better. He's got that capability already, and you could see that. And under a great coach like Spolstra, and under, you know, a hopefully not toxic, but a great leader like, like Jimmy Butler, and the legacy that, that the Miami Heat have, especially when it comes to like the last 20 years, this kid could be could be going places. Hopefully, not leaving Miami, but I, I see a lot of promise here. And if he has room to grow, uh, he could be frightening. Uh, very good points by both of you. Um, I, I you, this may sound surprising, but I actually took a statistical route on this. Uh, I don't know <laughs> no, if you know about no, this, but I kind of really? like numbers. Yeah. So Jacob Goldstein. Uh, <laughs> uh, on uh, I, I think he's on what is site called uh he's on the b-ball index um he uh, regularly publishes stats on player impact uh he has this one stat player impact um that you know measures the impact of what a player brings to the game essentially right and amongst all rookies number one amongst rookies is pj washington and i think that PJ Washington is someone that should be in our top threes. I'm not quite sure where I really want to place him, um, but I will play it safe. Uh, you know, put John Morant number one, PJ Washington number two, um, and mm. 
I will agree with you guys that Kendrick Nunn should be in the top three, and I will place him there, but I will say this, and you guys have hit all the points perfectly on Nunn, so I won't bother repeating it here, um, but I will say honorable mention has to go to Terrence Davis. Why? Right. Oh, not, yes. Again, not because, like not because, again, this is, this is not because of uh, any kind of homerism. Um, again, referring back to Jacob Goldstein's stats, the number one player in terms of player impact, in terms of wins added, is PJ Washington. Number two, Terrence Davis. Also, Terrence Davis is number one in player impact uh, plus minus amongst all rookies. That's even better than PJ Washington. That's better than all the other rookies. So, honorable mention Terrence Davis. Um, I think he's he benefited from Lowry being out. I think we are already seeing that his numbers are going to go down. So I don't think it's where he'll end up. But uh, kudos to uh, to Davis for at least being in the conversation. Right on. I like that. I like that. Some love for Terrence Davis. Boom. And obviously you have the numbers to back it up also. Of course, Jay. Of course with the numbers. All right. So let's go on to the coach of the year. Um, I feel like this one's also kind of similar for us. Um, uh, I'm not too sure uh, where we're going to land on maybe the second or third. But if I'm going to start... I gotta give some. I gotta give some love to Nick Nurse, man. Come on, Nick Nurse has to be oh, no. up there in the in the. No, <laughs> it, oh, Nick yeah. Nurse has also has to be, uh, in the conversation at least of a coach of the year. So many people, so many people have doubted uh the the ability of what this championship team had after losing arguably their best player and their best defender. So the fact that Nurse comes in uh, with the exact mindset, uh, as they as they as he had when he first started it is is kind of inspiring to be honest like he he kind of rolls with the punches we know that he he definitely does great in-game adjustments and i don't i hate i hate harking back on the Dwayne casey days but what what irked us the most about casey is that he would never ever change his style uh, when he never adjusted and nick nurse adjusts whenever possible whenever he sees fit and i saw it in the, in one of the last games when we when we faced miami if, uh, um, a week ago and there was one time where he needed more rebounds so he put the two two big lineup with Ibaka and gasol you if you saw that from doing casey you would have your jaws dropped and i'm i'm just so glad that nurse is getting a lot of attention when it comes to his defensive schemes and he's not shy of throwing out things that or schemes that would kind of make uh, make the opposing team uh, kind of flustered, right? So they'll always do like the the infamous uh, box and one, or the box and one, or and then he'll throw out the the two and three, or the or the three and two zone, or or something crazy that basically makes the makes the opposing team just kind of be all flustered. And it's so it's so fun to see. Now on the opposing end, uh, also when it comes to when we when, when uh, I guess uh, the facing the Miami Heat was kind of crazy because it looked it's kind of seemed like we were facing a dog ganger of ourselves and i feel like spo is a really good coach as well and i feel like he should be in in the conversation to bring his team and let's not lie let's, let's not joke around here they don't have a superstar jimmy butler is a star for sure and he can take over a game and we saw it in the overtime 
but I don't think there is a superstar there that could take over a game. But he has great, great role players. Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, uh, uh, Kendrick Nunn, and Kelly O'Neill. And, and to be to make that team the second most defensive, or I guess in this case, the sixth most defensive team in the NBA. Like It's it's incredible of, of what he's done with, with his team. And they've always had that mentality of being a hard, gritty, defensive team. And they've, he, they've, he's never shied of that. And I love the way that he kind of plays his pieces like like chess pieces, just much like how Nick Nurse does. And finally, uh, I'm going to use I'm going to coach coach of the year LeBron James. That's what I'm going to <laughs> The last last coach I'm going to pick is uh, Brad Stevens. I think no he's done, way. I've done. I feel like he's done a wonderful job with with the Celtics. Um, last year, obviously, you had the whole Kyrie Irving uh, debacle. But when he was gone, uh, due due to injury or personal reasons or whatever, they they were playing in uh, all cylinders. And now that you have a player like Kemba Walker, who we I feel like we've we've kind of shit him on a little bit because it's like a another offensive player who doesn't know how to play very much defense, but he does facilitate the ball much better. And and uh, like Steve, Stevens will always be in the in the coach of the year candidate for myself because he I, I don't know he whenever he ha- comes out with, out of timeouts his play calls are so so wonderful to watch like it, it always it's always go uh, goes by flawlessly for sure so and also if i'm going to pick a, a like a, i guess a, a fourth one just because I, i'll have to give some shout out to rick carlissimo I, I feel like he's he's been doing such a good job with Dallas, but okay. Yeah, anyway, Rick Carlisle. So Rick, Rick, Rick Carlisle. Carlisle. I, I apologize. Rick Carlisle. <laughs> Carlisle. Uh, Rick Carlisle in Dallas. Okay. Anyways, yeah. So those three. Uh, I, I apologize for my reaction. Uh, we have the exact same picks again. Do we really? Um, <laughs> yes, we do. In that, yes. in that Can you order stop as cheating? well. I know. I stop stop cheating. I'm not. I swear to God. Okay. So I. Uh, so you had LeBron Nick- James too. Damn. No, actually, my joke pick was going to be Steve Kerr, so I had a joke pick as well for my third. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like the Warriors, but Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, uh, Nick Nurse as my number one. Yes, I think um, seeing uh, – my theme is the same as yours. They're all adjustment-based, and seeing just what consistency these um, – and they're all from the East. That's not a, that's not on purpose. It's just a, a coincidence. Um. Yeah, so Nick Nurse had the biggest adjustments of all, had a superstar in Kawhi Leonard leave, and a fantastic facilitator on offensively and defensively in Danny Green leave. But at the end of the day, his what I compare Nick Nurse to, and it's not because he plays guitar, I compare Nick Nurse to myself, but like I, I now I'm going to do it out to the world. I compare him to a guitar player like a Kurt Cobain or a... a you know, like a like a Johnny Ramone, where they're not afraid to go basic and archaic almost and borderline barbaric with how basic their fundamentals are because they know that they're, they're that they're gonna work. And it's not the kind of thing that anybody can do. I feel like a lot of people attempting, you know, that kind of guitar play or this type of coaching style would screw it up immensely and look like a major doofus but because he's so confident in what he's doing he knows that you don't have to be crazy all the time and he's not afraid to use high school tactics that make teams and fans scratch your head and say what and then win a championship but he's also doing that now 
with such a different team. And this is a team that not just because American media has it out against us, so many people, including ourselves technically, were writing this team off as maybe a first or second round exit in the playoffs. They're looking mighty hot right now. And this is mostly because this is a coach that says, okay, two of our best players are injured for a number of weeks. Screw it. Let's see what we can do. So secondly, I've got um, Spolstra, who's obviously shown a consistency ever since the big three dissipated in Miami, and he's never quite disappeared. But now he's looking better than ever. And I feel like this is a good Heat team, but I feel like if there was a different coach, and I say this as a 76ers fan, if this was Brad Stevens, they wouldn't be this good. I'm, I'm just saying that out of out of tough love. But with a Spolstra, instead, they look fantastic. They look like one of the top elite teams in the East. We knew they would be good, but not this good. And I feel like that's because Spolstra knows how to utilize these players. Lastly, we've got Brad Stevens, who also has been around for a while and hasn't really disappeared or anything. But, you know, now that this whole Kyrie Irving saga is finished, we have a leader in Kemba Walker. And it's not just Kemba Walker alone that's changing this team. We have Brad Stevens, who is like, hey, now I have all of these players who are willing to learn. Let me show you what I can teach you. And look at them now. This is the elite team that everybody's been talking about in, in Boston for ages. And I completely wrote Boston off last year. I'm not running them off anymore. Seeing this new team and how they're meshing together under you know, Kemba Walker's uh, unselfishness, to a degree, of course, and Brad Stevens able to, to spread all of the talent across the floor. This is the Celtics team where even somebody like Gordon Hayward's looking better than he was before, or, you know, was, he's having some injury troubles. You know, this is the Celtics team, and I feel like a big chunk of that has to do with Brad Stevens finally being listened to by uh, some players who don't wish to be prima donnas. I'm sorry, Kyrie, I love your SpongeBob shoes. I don't mean it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to agree with you guys in terms of the three three of your, your choices. I'm not going to agree on Brad Stevens because I only have three spots and he is not in the top three. Oh. Um, so for me, it will be uh, Rick Carlisle, Eric Spolstra, and Nick Nurse. Mm -hmm. uh, when determining the order of them, I again looked at uh, preseason numbers in terms of what these teams, their teams were projected to win versus where they're projected to go now because that's an indicator of how well they've improved over the year. Uh, coming in at number three is Rick Carlisle. His team has seen a 10-win jump in terms of preseason to now. Number two is Nick Nurse, uh, jumping up 11 wins. And number one is Eric Spolstra, a 13-win jump Jeez. Uh, versus preseason. So as much as I have been telling everyone that Nick Nurse is the favorite, um, the numbers are telling me something slightly different. So I'm going to go with the numbers and I'm going to say Eric Spolstra is a one and Nick Nurse is a, uh, you know, th this is this will definitely cause a stir if, if Nurse Nurse doesn't win. But yeah. I, I, I say he's a runner up in this one. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I feel like we are, we've been pretty close when it comes to now, especially with the coach of the year candidates. Now I want to know about the MVPs. This is interesting. Uh, I feel like there's five front runners, uh, but because we chose three, I think this is why I chose three for us. I wanted to know who you guys picked. So uh, if I'm going to choose anybody that has to, number one for me right now has to be honest. 
I mean, mm-hmm. this guy, this guy's incredible. There's nothing much to say about him, honestly. He he's leading he he's leading his team to be the best record in the NBA. He's 30 points a game. Uh, 50, 56% field goal. Like he's shooting his threes too. Like it's his, it's, it's, it's incredible what this guy is doing Um, it, in such a short career as well. And being the powerhouse that he is, Milwaukee has, I remember there was this like few years ago when they put out a, a picture of like himself, uh, like in his rookie year. And I, I think Chris Milton or in, uh, in another player and basically just, it looked like, they were babies like the Milwaukee Bucks were babies and they no one no one should fear them but now it's like these guys when you go any any game any team any arena that the Milwaukee Bucks are in it's going to be a dogfight and what Giannis has done for that team is is incredible um they he basically gives them you know the biggest superstar in the world right now uh in in basketball so i would have to give it to Giannis. Uh, my next one would be and i we i know what we talked about in length about him in our last pod uh before we faced the houston rockets um i have to choose james harden he's been he's again he's changing the face of the game uh, like like you put a drake he's putting a beard on the on the nba you might as well put a, a beard on the logo uh, he he's he's averaging almost 40 points a game it's unprecedented what he's doing um he it, a lot of people may hate the fact that he's getting so many free throws but i feel like it's it's a skill to get to the line uh and finally i'm going to choose lebron because at year 17 at year 17 he's still posing to be a huge threat and now that he has one of arguably the best player that he's ever played with um the lakers are are a powerhouse in the west and uh you can say as much as you want with the with the clippers um but i feel like when you have lebron james being motivated like lebron james regardless is going to is crazy but you have a lebron a rejuvenated lebron james that's a scary thing so at the quarter mark giannis harden lebron Oh my god, you know what? We actually don't have the same picks. Oh, I like it. (laughs) What? Uh, Well, aside from number one, aside from number one, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I'm in full agreement. Uh, The guy is not just fantastic. He's looking even hungrier than last year. And that's saying a lot because there's a lot of exciting players, but there's like that rare type of player where you watch like a Vince Carter or a Kevin Garnett, where it's like you feel like you're watching the court being ripped apart because this person is just so hungry and just so dominant on the court and that's somebody like Giannis Antetokounmpo which for his height he plays almost like a point guard with the way that he's so nimble and he dunks and he's just so powerful and now he's hitting those outside shots the guy is clearly trying to improve so when he says something like I don't want this MVP for long because I want to win it again next year and the championship you look at his games like in the first under 20 games or so, and you believe the guy. The guy's fantastic. He's only gotten, you know, even better. And I would say that the Bucks have maybe had their changes have detrimented the team a little bit. So the fact that they're still first in the East and like in the running to be first in the league, uh, depending on how on how the Lakers do, that a lot of that comes from Giannis Antetokounmpo himself just being fantastic as a leader, especially at such a young age. Um, Second, I'm going to go with Luka Doncic, who is an even younger player and is, Jesus Christ, the fact that, okay, I know Carlisle's a fantastic coach. I know the addition of Porzingis has helped in a way. It's also been a little bit more troublesome than I would have thought, but it's helped in a way. There's a lot of young talent on the Mavericks. 
But Jesus Christ, Luka Doncic, I feel like is a major reason why they're as good as they are. I mean, when we were predicting the the Mavericks were going to do all right, we were expecting eighth seed. They're in third and they have no signs of slowing down. They could even go higher depending on how the league shapes out. Like, they are so good behind this guy who averaged a triple-double an entire month, which has only been done by two other people, Oscar Robertson and Russell Westbrook, as we brought up either in this part or the other part. I don't remember. Um, either way, the guy is fantastic and clearly leader. When you listen to sportscasters, what do they say when they face the Mavs now? It's not like, okay, here comes the Mavs team. They have some young talent, you know. Oh, they also have Luka Doncic. It's like, what are they going to do against Luka Doncic? This guy's a pup. He's a young mm-hmm. kid, and he's taking over the league. The guy is, I mean, he made a noise last year, but Jesus, he somehow got even better. He is so good. And, you know, if he's not MVP, he's certainly MIP in, in the writing for that. And lastly, I'm going to do some homerism here. I'm going to, it's it's a bit of a tie, but I'm going to give my four to Jimmy Butler. I'm going to give my three to Pascal Siakam. If he keeps putting up these numbers and playing solid games, I don't see why he couldn't be in the running for this because he was called the Scotty Pippen last year to the Kawhi Leonard's Michael Jordan. Now the guy is running his own show. We knew he was going to be good. We thought we were going to have take a massive hit. We're putting up pretty much the same amount of win percentage this year that we were doing last year, and it's mostly with his leadership. Lauer's been out. Ibaka's been out. This guy has gone from being a great you know, sidekick on a team or like, you know, the guy who shines took a couple of games a year, like the first game of the finals to being the number one reason to watch the Raptors right now, especially when Lowry's still getting back into the groove of things. Pascal Siakam, you know, he was nominated for Eastern player of the week. Not that long ago, the guy is a force to behold. And I don't see why he couldn't be there, especially because of how the Raptors are doing and how well they're doing simply because of him alone. I think, um, you know, you guys, I almost had the exact same as you, Dre. Um, You know, I agree with everything you guys said about Antetokounmpo. I think we all, I guess it's unanimous with the three of us in terms of who's number one. Um, I agree with you too, in terms of Doncic being number two. The reason why is that, you know, in addition to what you said, you know, we talked earlier about how the Bucks have this amazing offense and the Rockets have this amazing offense. But you know who has the best offense in the NBA? It's the Dallas Mavericks, and it's by a very wide margin. So, and and a big reason of that is Luca. So he's my number two. And uh, to wrap it up in a bow, number three is uh, James Harden. I don't know what he needs to do mm-hmm. to get to number two or get to number one because he's obviously got his offense on lock. Um, you know, maybe he's got to lead his team to the number one seed and, you know, average over 40 points or something like that in order to enter the the top one or two in the voting. But right now it's, it's Antetokounmpo by a country mile and, and Luca in second, but, um, yeah, that, that's my top three. Nice. That's awesome. I mean, again, it is only the quarter mark. I don't, th- th- this, this could change arguably maybe even the next 
the next few games. But at this moment, I feel like we're, we've been pretty uni- uh, unanimous with our first choices, but I'm glad we had some, you know, controversial ones or things that we agree and disagree on. But again, f- quarter mark, we'll probably do the same thing for halfway mark and three quarters until the end. But again, I'm glad we got to do this. Uh, I know we went a little bit long. I want to do uh, a nice question segment. Uh, you know, fans, we, we haven't really had a chance to call what this question segment is. Again, it's going to be uh, one uh, one of us three is going to ask the question that is supposed to kind of set up some sort of debate with the with the three of us i want to do it uh, for part two but we might have to change it up for part two of next week so let's do it uh let's let's do that let's wait until next week and then dre you're going to give us a question hopefully we'll fight over it but until yeah, next time boys thank you for listening to part two of that's a wrap again guys where can we find you you can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs and follow my film's editorial and review website, Films Fatale, F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-A-L-E.com. There aren't any spaces. And I'm still going through every single Best Picture winner ever. I'm currently in the 80s. There's some really good stuff there, some really bad stuff there. It's the wonkiest of the, the Best Picture eras. Uh, I guess you can find out what I think there. Plus, I'm going to be doing all sorts of year-end stuff in preparation for 2020 and uh, for the Oscar season coming up. Jay, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Rosalisaurus. You can find my work, uh, specifically the weekly wrap-up at Raptors HQ. And also, you can find this podcast. Jason, how about you? All right, you can find all of us, all three of us at That's a Rap Pod. Make sure to uh, check us out at Raptors HQ. If you're trying to find this podcast on all your podcatchers, search up Raptors HQ. You'll find us there. And again, if you guys want to reach us online uh, at, on email, you can email us at That's a Rap uh, Podcast at gmail.com. But until next time, boys and girls, that's a wrap. So I guess you can't say that DeMarcus Cousins is the most improved player in any sort of way? No, no, maybe in his dance moves or his swag. Yeah. I don't know. In his booking. T- <laughs> in his booking. <laughs>